ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and everybody in between. Welcome to another episode of the Chaps Chat Cats. My name's Jake, and I'm joined in the virtual Zoom studios by Sambo and Johnny. How are you, chaps? How's the nerves? Nervous as fuck, mate, already. Days, I've been <laughs> oh, nervous. I've been nervous pretty much since the final siren beat ruse. <laughs> it's a mix of excitement, nerves. Um, I think the build-up that AFL's also been putting on has just been adding to it. Uh, it feels like a, a grand final week feeling this mm. is. Uh, they just need a little grand final-esque parade now through the streets of Melbourne and Geelong and we'll be set. Yeah, this feels like it feels like a big one. Like it just, oh. yeah. Like I said in our in our personal chat, it means nothing and everything. Um, you know, <laughs> right, it, 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 it does. It, I guess it means, yeah. It means it means nothing in terms of like it's not going to stuff our chances in any way. But the race is so close this year that yeah. it, it could mean a lot down the road. And also. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I guess, I guess the one up sh- upshot of if we lose is I'm not sure how much I want us to be first. Because once you're first, you go in as a favorite, no matter who you're playing, final, not final. It just kind of like changes forever. the landscape. And 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 we're still ticking along under the radar pretty well for a team that's sitting, you know, in the t- in the top four for several weeks. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I've got the similar feeling against that I had going in against Richmond. That's that mix of excitement, nerves, and not sure what's going to happen. I just feel like it's going to be an epic game. I feel like it's going to be close. It's going to be hard fought. And I think it's going to be just like the Richmond game. It's going to be finals-like atmosphere. Yeah. And the Cats fans turn up and drown out those Melbourne fans and don't let them get a voice in. Yes. This is a team, lads, that we had the wood over for a long time. We we spent many a good year slaughtering the D's. Um, but the last little while, obviously, as they've been on their up, that's not been the case. We've lost to this team the last three times we've played them. Um, obviously, the prelim final slaughtered us by 83 points. Um, Beat us by four points, as we remember the last time down at Cadinia Park, that final kick. We lost 85 to 60 to them at the MCG. We beat them by three points in 2020, 47 to 44. Um, was that the uh, that was after it kicked after the siren kick as well, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, that was by Zach Tui. Uh, possibly, yes. I think that one might have been a few years earlier. The, the COVID year that we beat them, 47-44, I can't remember exactly how that went because I'm pretty sure we're thinking of 2018, round 18, where we beat them 100-98 to 98 down at, at Kidinia Park. Um, but they've beaten us a good four times of the last six. Um they beat uh-huh. us in an elimination final in 2018. I remember watching that with you, John. They beat us by five goals to knock us out in straight sets. Um, well, we like, won't count. We don't count. We don't count the last one. We don't count the finals one that <laughs> when they drubbed us because even even the even the bloody dickheads in the in the AFL media are discounting that one because of the um because of the flu and the sickness that went around. Gastro, the, the that's the one. The, gas, the gastro that ripped through us. We had 
some pretty big outs at that point of the season. Um, and as well, Nathan, I don't know if you guys watched that uh, preview that I sent you from. Um, yeah, I did. I was going to say, we've pretty much got nearly exactly the same team. We don't have no Stewart, possibly no Parthet. The only real difference really is Sam DeConing's in. And that's about really it's a pretty, pretty big difference. Stengel. Stengel's here, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, I feel Stengel's like was... in, and was I don't know that Zach Guthrie would have been playing last time we played them. I think uh, don't think he might. Yeah. I mean, Stuart, Stuart anyway. was Stuart was out, so he may have been in, but it was a different Zach Guthrie. It, it was a it was a different Adkins. It was a, it was a different team, complete. Mm. A lot of different things, and and even as as uh-huh. as Buckley said, and forgive me for for siding with Buckley here um but as he said like in in hindsight Melbourne were playing to a level beyond their actual level last year like you know there was a whole heap of factors and a lot of history and things backing them up and a lot of and that you know at the time it just seemed like they were that that's what Melbourne was in retrospect and with some things this year and things that have come out and the way they played it's not taking anything away from you in terms of they are certainly one of the benchmarks of the comp but that wasn't their 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 you know <laughs> their middle ground last year. Like that was towards the end of the year. They were in freakish form. Um, they were that, riding the wave, as you would say. They had mm. momentum behind them. They had that, as you said, history and yes. so much going for them that it was like when you when you've got that feeling behind you, there's just not much that you can do that goes wrong. And what if your touch turns to gold? And it did for them. And yeah, you know, yeah. sometimes your team gets in the way, and Geelong did, and unfortunately, it was it was that. Yeah, we didn't get in their way much. <laughs> no, unfortunately. <laughs> but this year, this year is different. I feel like this. Is, I feel like I've got a completely different feeling about this year, and this whole team just feels brand new. Even though it's the same exact same team, there's something about the Cats that just feels completely different to last year, and it's this bit. Sorry. It, it could be the players bulking up could and being a lot more sturdy, less injury. Jeremy Cameron playing at insane levels, Atkins mm. playing at insane levels. It's yeah, it's just a good combination of it just feels like the good old Geelong team. Blitz and Stanley are both playing, I would say near career best. Um yeah, and 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 who knows? Who knows? But but you know. Regardless of what Melbourne bring to the table, I think we are bringing something different to the table this time, which is which is nice, a nice feeling to have. Doesn't this feel to you boys like the mid-year exam? That's what it feels it like does. to me because we, we've had all the little practice exams along the way, you know, the, the win over the Lions down at Cadinia Park without Stewie and Salwood, you know, the, the game against the Dogs where we were really challenged without Stewart, then the Richmond game, um, there's been lots of tests along the way where we've come out going, wow, we really showed a different sort of ruggedness, a different sort of, you know, mental sort even, of fortitude. And now it's like, yeah, that's a big yeah, one. That's, one. Yeah. But this feels like, this feels like what the, the season thus far has been leading to is this rematch with Melbourne down at Cadinia Park, which really felt like, the fork in the road last season, the last game of the season, we win, we finish top. We don't have to hit the road for finals. We lose it after the siren. And from there, everything just capitulates. Um, 
and just that like last that last fan. four minutes of that game set the tone for the rest the, the rest of our season the, the, our finals camp it was just yeah it was it was horrible and hopefully hopefully that doesn't happen again uh because if we if, if something like that happens against melbourne on thursday and sets the tone for the rest of the season there's a lot more of the season that we'll have to endure at that at that time but at least last year is only a handful of games good thing is though if it does happen again at least we've got the time to rectify it if something like that does happen on thursday mm. got the time to go well what happened here we can tweak it because we've still got games left and instead of going into finals going we don't have time to really tweak things in do or die yeah. matches yeah. You, and by you... the next time we play them hopefully stuart will be back yeah. and salwood can like slip him the uh the rose folded in a napkin in an embroidered napkin and <laughs> He opens it and the napkin has the name of the player that he should take out. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We'll get the like, and as is the, the as is clearly what happens. Yeah. As long Max as he doesn't into Stewie like he did uh, like he's told us on the pod on our <laughs> draft board. I think he was just covering for himself to cover up the conspiracy that he, he yeah. clearly told Stuart to do it. We've all we all know it's absolutely what happened. <laughs> uh, so so Gorn is back in the side. Gorn um, is not Gorn. He's not gone. He's back. Um, I'm glad, personally. I'm really glad because I don't want to play this team any short of their best. I, like That's my perspective in what are we, game game 16 for us. I want to see what happens. I want to see them at mm, their best. We don't. Full complement. We don't have that. We don't have the full bevy of players at the moment, but I want to see how we measure up. We don't want them going, oh, we didn't have Gorn or Jackson. Yeah, excuses. That's one of the reasons why we didn't play as well. And talking about Gorn and Jackson back, apparently, they're both ready to play. So I feel like they've got the best team. Yeah. And and talking about like mid-year exam, you know, breaking it down specifically, um, I'd like to hear your boys' thoughts on this. Um, It feels like one of those areas will be the ruck work and, and having Gorn back will be the thing that actually allows... You know, because we we feel pretty positive about where we're at, as as, as we've said, John's John's house falling <laughs> falling down around him in the background. Oh, the studio the earthquake there, the John. Studio's falling. <laughs> <laughs> this is the bloody the, the bloody scene in uh, Requiem for a Dream where it all turns out that her house is just a TV set. In <laughs> <laughs> the green screen, so I can um, don't have to mess around after. Fair enough. Um, during and make a noise. <laughs> Uh, sorry, John. I shouldn't have mentioned anything. Oh, good. I've, I've let them see the. Ma- I've let them see behind the curtain. The magic right. is broken. Um, you, um, yes. you didn't bring it up. I would have never forgiven you. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, um, the, so the the rock. We feel we feel good about it. We feel good about about Stanley and and Blix and you know the way it's been going. But I think this is now. Correct me if I'm wrong, and no discredit to the other teams we've played, but I don't think we've had a ruck test at this level for a few games. No, because so. Nat Nui wasn't playing when we played West Coast. I think the last time that we came up against what you'd say would be a highly recognised ruck would probably be Frio. Um, because I think all the other teams have just sort of like those ruckmen that no one really talks about or they're, mm. they're good players, but no one goes, oh, they're the best. Yeah, the only ones they talk about is Nat Nui Gorn and Sean Darcy from 
career, but I don't think he was playing that day even. No, he wasn't. Even he even even Thanks. what's even what's his name from Collingwood gets a pretty good rap. Um, yeah, Grundy. Grundy. But yeah, I feel I feel like this testing ourselves not only against a superstar and well respected ruckman, but a very dominant and tra- more traditional ruckman. I, I guess I would say than what than what we bring to the table in Gorn. Um, how do you feel about that, Jake? Uh, no, I, I totally agree. Like, I think it, it's it's the acid test, you know, in a number of areas around the field. Like, you know, even up forward, you know, our back line is going to be tested more than it has, you know, previously because I think Melbourne, I think what you get with Melbourne, wherever you look on the ground, is a team that's really settled. Like, they are mm. the benchmark in the competition. They're settled up forward. They're settled in the midfield. They're settled down back. They, they have their structures and systems in place. But yeah, no, totally in the ruck. I think Gorn, you know, against us last year in the prelim, he had 19 touches, five marks, 33 hit outs, six tackles, and kicked five goals straight in the prelim final. Like, he absolutely mm. slaughtered us. Um, and I, I, I... So yeah, I think it is a big test. And my question will be... Do they put Jonathan Segler in? There's rumours that he's healthy uh, and could be up for selection. You know, do they do they put him in in this game, or do you see what happens with Stanley, Blixarves, etc. and 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 then based on this game, you you might include Segler. You know, from here on out. But is this the opportunity for Stanley? And them to sort of really win. I would. I would not. I would not. I would would Stanley and and yeah, I wouldn't put Segler in for this game next week. I feel like um putting him in such a big game, first game for the Cats. He's had a injury interrupted season. I feel like it'd be a bit too much pressure to put on a a player. Yeah, he's he's a good player and he's done well when he was at the other team. But I feel like it's going to be. Bit too much pressure. Just go, yeah. You're up against Gorn on your by yourself. Blitz will help you out here. But I feel like we need to put the faith in Stanley. He's mm. been good all year. It would be it would be really unfair on him if they just said, yeah, you're at this game. We're bringing this guy in here yeah. all year. I think I think it, it it reeks of sowing discord. Not that I no, I don't think Stanley's a petty man who's just going to throw mm. in the towel because he didn't get selected for a game. But just that subconscious level, like that would feel like. You know, when you're playing at like amateur level sport and there's the kid that plays state competition or whatever, and he's he's never there or he doesn't have to turn up to training <laughs> because he's yeah. busy, but then he turns up on the weekend and he just picks his spot and you're, you're sitting on the bench. And he, he like, it would just feel a little bit like if, say they put Segler in for the weekend and even if it goes well, it's, you know, that's, that's great going forward, but now what we do with Stanley. And if it goes badly and we go back to Stanley, you just have, I, yeah, I think you just have this kind of sense of like, oh, so I was good enough for the other teams, but but not Melbourne. Like he was, he was suddenly healthy. So I don't know. I might be looking at it too, in a in a petty way. Maybe I'm looking at how I would react to it. I, don't, I, don't know. <laughs> I just, yeah, I I think Stanley's done so much for us this season and and past seasons, and you know, I'm all for trying new things and and you know giving Segler a run. But I think if this is the mid season review or the mid season exam, it's a bit unfair to change the, change the elements the the night before. 
you know yeah. what I mean? Chucking it like how we how do we know how Stanley measures up if we don't if we don't measure him up if we don't back him and go you've done the work mm. do it again do the work again against the best. Um, what do you think? To like, I was just looking back at this prelim and and like I'd sort of forgot. Sorry, do you bit. do you disagree though, Jake? Just quickly, do you are you keen for Segler in or no, no, no? I I'm just, I'm really okay. I I was just more observational. I guess you know, yeah. wondering it would push him in. I, I probably wouldn't. I'd I'd see how things go, make sure he's right because I feel like if if they do feel like he's a bit of a secret weapon as a traditional ruck, maybe you could work out a way to fit both of them, um, in the mm. team. I, I don't know mm. how that works because I, I kind of tend to think it's one or the other, um, but I I could be mm. wrong. Um, but yeah, unless, but, unless you're dropping Stanley back just to cover for, um, Stewie or something like play Stanley just in as a, as a, as a tall, tall back to cover walls for a couple of games. And then, you know, maybe Henry goes up again because Henry seemed to enjoy playing up front. I don't know, but like, it just seems like that. Like I, I'd be all for it. If they say next, you know, next week, Stanley's going to play full forward or Stanley's going to yeah. play half back or whatever. I'd be all for it, but just like, let's do that. Let's have the mid-season ex- exam and then experiment based on, like John said, the feedback we get from this. 100%. No, I totally agree with that. I was just looking back, though, at the um, at the stats from the that prelim. They were scoring a scoring shot every 12 and a half disposals. Cool. And Jesus. we, we had a scoring over. shot every 28.4 disposals. It took us oh. 57 disposals to kick a goal. It was taking them 19.7. So they... I, I will I will say, though... Oh, sorry, you go. You go. No, I was just... They, they were well over us. It was really the third quarter where they kicked eight goals, two to one behind. That was where oh. it was all... It really... It, it was, you know, totally crushed. Um, wanted your opinions, though... Um, Gary Rowan on that night, one touch, one tackle, one mark. Um, Jeremy Cameron, four disposals, one mark, two goals. Um, so that's two players, you know, Rowan and Cameron, who were really important last year. They had five touches between them on the night. Do you think with the addition of Stengel, uh, for instance, that that's going to create more of a... a, a a sort of pose more of a problem to Melbourne's back line and, and open up space for Cameron and, and Rowan? Well, I think the whole thing of adding another year for Hawkins and Jamie Cameron working together, plus Cameron's looking in rare form, as we've said, as we've said all year, he's looking fantastic. So I think, yeah, it's... And now adding Stengel, I think there's a lot for Melbourne to worry about. It's not just their full line that we've got to worry about. We've got a fairly solid defensive unit, or but missing Stewart. So I think there is a lot for Melbourne to worry about with Gary Rowan playing the way he did against the Kangaroos. If he continued continue to do that, get a few disposals, but have his hand in three or more score involvements, I think that's a real big handful. And then you chuck Stengel in, who can get those crazy freakish goals a bit more often now. And then Cameron... You know, he knows he might go into midfield, get another 30 disposal and a few goals. So I think Melbourne's got a lot more to worry about this year than they did last year. Yeah. And, and like, I think as far as Rowan's concerned, you know, I think 
May and crew would love nothing more than be able to take intercept marks, take a moment to take stock and really set that launch going forward again every time we go inside 50. I think the thing that Rowan brings is, yeah, maybe he'll only get, you know, a, a few disposals and um, possessions and a couple of, couple of scores maybe. But I think him playing at his peak will just disrupt that as we've brought, as we've brought up many times. His forward, uh, forward 50 pressure will hopefully just disrupt that Melbourne unit enough, not allow them to take clean. Yeah, maybe Hawkins and, and Cameron won't be taking clean marks every time we go inside 50, but if we can get some, some, some loose balls f- floating around in there due to the, you know, Rowan crashing the pack, et cetera, um, we now have those players that can come in and capitalize on that, like Stengel, close even. Myers has shown the potential to be able to capitalize on that stuff more than in the past. And then we've got some of the the mids that can float up and have, have pinched a few goals from those kinds of positions lately um, with Guthrie and, and Atkins and, and even, even Tui has done, done a couple for us. So I think that chaos that we can create in their forward line, plan A is to get a mark to Cameron or Hawkins, but then it feels like last year that was plan A B, C, D, <laughs> you know, it just, yeah. that was our, whereas now we've got a little bit more to follow. I think we can get better in that area, but I think we've got more to follow up when that doesn't work. Um, and I would also say down the other end that we're just defending a bit differently this year that our, you know, our control was our, uh, was our tactic last year to control it and suffocate and minimize inside fifties. We're a little bit more like free flowing now. We're allowing, I think the, the statistics, I think, seem to be indicating that we're we allow a lot more inside 50s but defend it better when it goes in there we're not so much about suffocating and i think that was the problem against melbourne last year that we we wanted to suffocate their midfield and you can't suffocate oliver and petrarca and mm. and, and the yeah. um you can cut you can maybe tag one of them and you know minimize one of them but they've got so many there that I think when our suffocation of their midfield didn't work last year, it was just peppering our defense, and we just we just couldn't do anything about it because we had Stewie, uh, we didn't have Stewie, sorry, we had our defense, but like when they couldn't take the intercept mark, we you know we just we we had nothing to nothing to answer with. Whereas this year, I think we're a lot better at sort of allowing that ebb and flow, allowing it into our defensive 50 and then working it back out and turning that into an attack rather than just trying to mark it, cut it off mm. and then build really methodically up the field. So I think, I think that's different. I think that's, and that Melbourne in particular, I think that will be hopefully effective, but it'll definitely be a test of that because I think we are really, you know, that whole building, you know, tall buildings have to flex or they'll break and fall down. I think, I think our approach this year, is allowing that flex. It's like, yeah, we'll allow some more goals. We'll allow some more inside fifties. Um, but I think that's a really good approach when you're coming up against Melbourne because it doesn't matter how much you don't want them to get inside 50. They're going to. <laughs> what do you I don't think? Know, a bit of, bit of, bit of ramp, but I, I think, no. I think, I think I made, no, I, I think like I made that. sense. <laughs> I really like that analogy. Like, I think that is, that really does encapsulate Geelong's approach this season. It is that thing the ability to flex with the opponent and and then, you know, respond, which I think we've done so much better. We've weathered so many more storms, I think, this season Mm. um, against really good teams. Uh, What do you think, too, about... uh, Now, someone made this point on Twitter, one of the people who follows us, 
and and we obviously follow them. Um, I can't remember who it was though, so I'm sorry if you're listening and you go, that was me. Um, I did want to credit you. I just can't think of your Twitter handle. Um, but they said there was a you know, Blixarves was spent some time against the the ruse at the center bounce, not as a ruck, but as a midfielder. And they said, mm. do you think this is in preparation for a role on Clayton Oliver? Which I hadn't considered, but I, oh. I don't know. What would you think about that? Wouldn't surprise me. I don't think that would hurt at all. Um, Blitz can run and run and run. And I think Blitz has, is one of those players that has the ability to dictate where an opposition player goes because he is dangerous if it mm. goes to him and you don't... and. You know, you want to make Oliver accountable, and I think the best way to do that is be on him when they've got the ball. But as soon as we get the ball, you can. I reckon Oliver's not going to be watching where Blitz Blitzers go. So I think that'll be a good one where Blitzers can peel off, get the ball, and deliver a ball, a really good ball inside fifty. So I wouldn't be against it, and I think Blitz will do it really well. He's got the ability to tag someone, stay on someone, but then also peel off them when the time is right and be really damaging and hurt them, the opposition's um, defensive unit and score goals as well. So, yeah, why not? Why not give it a go? He may get a lot of disposals, but it doesn't really matter if they're ineffective or not in the right position. And I think Blitz will be able to get him in those positions he doesn't want to be or make him accountable for letting blitz run free when we've got the ball mm. yeah i think i think I'll, I'll be yeah i'll certainly be watching that with with further interest um due to it being brought up in that way i also think it's probably uh another sort of fallout from this new liberation of jeremy cameron that, that i think i think we we saw a lot of that last week and i'm presuming that's not a an, an anomaly and we'll see that going forward this year that the, the midfield is going to be a real sort of organic organism that sees people come up, uh, push up out of the defense and allow people that are there to push up into attack. And then people that are in the attack to fall back into midfield and allow midfielders to fall back. Like I think, I think um, Blix was one of those ones, same with Cameron and Smith that just seemed to cover a lot of the ground last week that they just sort of had this big, sort of ro rotation through the midfield of some, and it didn't necessarily seem to be a real thought out at this point, you'll do this. It was just people reading the flow of the game and other people reading their teammates and knowing what, what, what hole needed to be filled, you know, what gap was created by what your teammate was doing. Um, and I really, I really like that. I hope that wasn't just an anomaly and that it's something we see going forward because I think it'll, create real nightmares for, for teams to deal with. If you're, you know, if the midfield that you're dealing with is just constantly changing every, every couple of minutes, it's a, it's a different formation and you're dealing with different players in different areas. Um, and there, there's, there'd be shortcomings for sure. Like there'd be white people, you know, <laughs> if it didn't work and you didn't read it correctly, you could create some real gaps in your structure. Um, but no, it's a really interesting point about flicks on, on Oliver and, and, um, if that's the way it does go, I'll be I'll be really interested to see that battle. I'd say too, just as we sort of start to close out this episode, um, 
as well. Like the the stats are so close in so many areas. Disposals were basically exactly the same. Inside fifties, we are literally the same, right down to the decimal point. Fifty-seven point seven entries inside fifties per game, about exactly the same in clearances. We take about seven more marks per game than they do. Um, we lay five more tackles per game than they do. The kicks are about the same. We actually shade the hitouts over them. Um, they win more contested footy than us by about 10 per game. So I think that'll be really interesting. We've increased our tackle pressure. Um, but I suppose my final thought on this game, and then you guys can have your final will, thoughts. Yeah, just go. talking about stats, I'm just looking at um, points for and points against. Mm. And we've scored, what, that's roughly about 90... Yeah, not, um, 88 points more than Melbourne. Mm. But we've also just conceded, what's that? It's 93 more points than Melbourne. So mm. their defence, there's not much in that attack and defence at all between the two teams as well. Like it's pretty pretty mm. close. So I think yeah, it's really even team. It's going to be pretty exciting. Absolutely. And I think, you know, like, Cats Twitter, anyone listening, remember it is we it is game sixteen, and although you want to win every game, um, keep keep a broader eye on it because you know years where we won premierships, um, you know, we also had losses. You know the Port Adelaide season where we got beaten down at home by Port, last gasp in two thousand and seven, went on to thrash them in the grand final. Melbourne are the benchmark at the moment, as far as I'm concerned, until someone really knocks them off when it matters. They're the benchmark. So this is an opportunity with six games left in the season after this for us to test our footy against theirs. Things can be rectified in the meantime. So don't let it stuff up your weekend. That's one. Enjoy right. enjoy, enjoy the, uh, the, the occasion of it. Um, but also remember, we can't actually drop out of the top four this week that's another thing so either we'll be locked on equal top spot we'll be in top spot or we'll be still in the top four so i think that's kind of a massive thing and i'll let you boys yeah it's one of those things of like don't don't like uh, don't let all that information like take you out of the the game like yeah but like don't let that make you not enjoy the game you know like you said jake enjoy the occasion of it get get angry, get upset, get excited during the game. And then when, when the siren goes, if it didn't go our way, and even if it did go our way to a certain degree, it's time to, you know, yeah. shuffle the papers on the desk and move on to next week. Like <laughs> this, the job, Absolutely. the job's not done either way. Um, and totally. I would say though, I really fucking want to win. And yeah, there's, <laughs> there's, there's, some, there's, some, there's some banana peel games ahead for us that I think, as much as, you know, as we've discussed, we have a favorable-ish run home. I think it looks a little different than it did a few weeks ago when we were looking at these games. We're like, oh, shit, Melbourne and Bulldogs. I mean, and even the Bulldogs to a degree, you know, I think at the point when we were looking ahead at this, it was kind of like the Bulldogs weren't necessarily, you know, they were probably in their worst patch of the season. Um, and and I think they're, they're starting to shape up a little bit better, uh, you know, with the inconsistencies here and there, but even even West Coast is not like the mm. team that they were a few weeks ago or you know a couple of months ago when it was it was you know 
you could sort of just chalk that up in the in the in the easy win column straight away. So there's some interesting games ahead that didn't look that interesting. So if we can win this one, I think it puts us in really fucking good stead to like take take those games by the scruff of the neck um and and not not stress so much. Definitely. Absolutely. Any Johnny, final thoughts, Johnny? Go Cats. <laughs> yes. I want to win. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, no, definitely want to win. It'll be a nice sort of uh, psychological, um, not a blow, but like it'll be a nice, it'll be nice to show that you can do it. And it's not mm. finals, so, you know, there's, there's, there's no premiership to be gained out of this game, but they've beaten us the last three times. Uh, it'd be nice to get one on the ledger in our favour. Um, definitely. Yeah. yeah. I, I suspect it's decided by by less than a kick. What do you guys reckon? I reckon it's going to come down to the wire. Possibly, maybe even a shot after the siren again. Yeah. But it's it's not going to be more than ten points. I don't think. I don't want to give my prediction because I don't want to curse. <laughs> so you I can find cursing as every other week? Ah, oh, alright, no, no, alright, alright. Right. I'll, I'll give you mine. Cats by 24. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I don't know, I, th- I, don't know. I, I, I love I, it. I think we're in a decent spot. I, th- I think we're in a decent Me too. spot. I think we're more than one player too, but I do think I do think if we had Stewie, I'd I'd feel real. I'd I'd be pretty yeah. confident right now. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. All right, make sure you give us five star ratings. Subscribe to the podcast. Tell your friends. Till next time, go cats. Go cats. Go cats. <laughs>